All right, folks, welcome aboard Philip Ward Show. I hope everybody, even the liberals out there, even though you know how miserable they are, they don't want to have a good 4th of July, but I do hope that even the liberals out there had a wonderful, a celebratory 4th of July. Today is the 841st day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity Biden administration, which even got called out by Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, who owns the Washington Compost. I'm like, are you kidding me? If you know that Jeff Bezos is out there calling out Joe Unity Biden, then things aren't going well for this administration. Which, by the way, the Democratic Party always, always, always politicizes tragedies. They always politicize any incident at all that they possibly can to make sure, whether it be, again, a perfect example, mass shootings, how many times do we see them immediately start blaming Republicans? Well, I want to know right now, by the way, I didn't even tell you, 929 days left for all of us to endorse. So, this shooting that occurred in Highland Park in Illinois, go figure, Illinois, a state that is totally and completely overrun, overrun, by Democrats, Democrats everywhere, Democrats as far as the eye can see. Well, at what point in time do we start, because yet another mass shooting, right? At what point in time do we start to question Joe Unity Biden and the Democratic Party can no longer promise this country safety? You know, when does Joe Biden actually get blamed for this stuff? When do we start saying, listen, Joe, it's because I tell you right now, I'm asking the question because if this was happening under a Republican president where you have all these mass shootings that keep on occurring, they would be blamed immediately. You know, you even have an L.A. Times columnist who's blaming Donald Trump. Listen to this headline. We'll get into this a little later on in the program here. Quote, by the way, Jean Guerrero, I'm officially reclaiming the U.S. flag from the fascists. Well, if you've been paying attention to the way that the Democratic Party operates, look at the way that they've responded to the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which, again, there's no constitutional right to an abortion. It's as simple as that. All the Supreme Court was doing was following the Constitution. Look at how they reacted in 2020 when we saw rioting, chaos, anarchy, violence in big major American cities everywhere that you looked. Why is it that the Democratic Party can politicize whatever they can, they never get held accountable, they never get blamed for, I mean, you have anti-Maxine, Maxine Waters who was saying, get up in the faces of Trump supporters, let them know that they're not welcomed, and yet when Mitch, Mc take Mitch McConnell, who I'm no fan of, King Rhino himself, when he's getting shouted at, he can't even sit down in a restaurant and go out and eat. Well, Maxine Waters gets no blame. She claims no responsibility for anything. And yet we have the pathological, prolific, pathetic liars in our mainstream media that make sure to never blame the Democratic Party. But I'm telling you right now, folks, if roles were reversed, Donald Trump and the Republican Party, if it was the Republican Party that was in charge of, let's see, the White House, the House of Representatives, the Senate, even the fake White House set that Joe Unity Biden likes to sit in so much, they would nonstop wall-to-wall -wall coverage blaming Republicans. So at what point do we say Joe Unity Biden is the President of the United States, 
another mass shooting has happened on Joe Unity Biden's watch. When do we start saying Joe can no longer ensure safety for the American people? And by the way, take a look at the mayor in um, Highland Park. Nancy Rotering, Nancy Rotering, whatever her name is. Again, of course, Democrat. So at what point do we start to say the Democratic Party cannot promise the American people safety? By the way, I'll give you some of the news from it all. Um, Robert Crimo, Crimo, again, young, 21 years old, face tats, by the way. I mean, that's, that's how you look presentable, right? You have tattoos on your face. That's always a smart idea as far as I'm concerned. The suspected Highland Park mass shooter charged with seven counts of first-degree murder uh, for what prosecutors described today as a premeditated and calculated attack. Um, by the way, the, uh, the, the uh, Lake County State Attorney Eric Reinhardt uh, saying these are the, just the first of many charges that will be filed against uh, Crimo Crimo, used a high-powered rifle he purchased legally. Uh, yeah. Listen, this is the part that really stood out at me. By the way, I just wanted to say, folks, of course, of course, my, you know, you, you keep hearing, well, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Oh, what, what, what else are we supposed to do? You know, we, you can try and discuss policy change. You, you, you have all Democrats, you know, if you were to go out there and ban guns, I say, you could say thoughts and prayers all you want, but we're still going to have guns that are on the streets. Do you think that matters to criminals, though? I mean, gun control, as they always talk about, you don't need assault weapons on the street. Well, first of all, what is the definition of assault weapons? Even even Democrats can't tell you what that is. But, you know, you're not going to have, but you have Democrats who are in charge of everything. So, again, what point do we look at that? I tell you, I'm, I'm, I get so frustrated at all of this because I know full well that if there was a Republican president in charge, he would be taking all of the blame for all of this, every single last bit of it, wall-to-wall coverage. Um, but then you have this um, uh, Eric Reinhardt, the Lake County's state's attorney, you know, who's out there and, and saying, quote, what should have been a celebration of freedom has ended in despair for our community. Uh, all the people who died, steps from here, lost uh, their freedom, all of it. He's absolutely right. And yet, you know, we have this guy here, and it, this is the part that stuck out to me. The alleged killer was dressed in women's clothing to disguise himself as he fled the scene. I mean, a guy who's dressing in women's clothing. Well, that's a mental illness right then and there. You know, they talk about the red flag laws all the time. Well, you know, you got a guy here who's dressing in women's clothing. And if you look at the red flag laws, you can consider anything at all, you know, to be considered a red flag. So they wonder why conservatives and Republicans have problems with those because political speech, now, can that be used as a red flag again? We have no idea, folks. And you you can't, I mean, there's no possible way to to have an honest debate about this because the way that the Democratic Party looks at it, they want all guns off the streets, and they think that for some reason that will make Americans more safe. Now, why would you have that? Again, criminals could care less about laws. 
they're criminals for a reason. You know, and that it, it, you take a look at New York City, take a look at L- L.A. or the L.A. Times here. They're so worried about the American flag belonging to fascists when it's the Democratic Party who are the real fascists. You know, look at the crime rates there. Everything's spiking. You have these George Soros bought and paid for, you know, district attorneys and prosecutors that are people, are Americans more safe now because we have these people put into power? Absolutely not. So at some point, you have to take a look at the Democratic Party and Joe Unity Biden specifically, his leadership, and say, these people can no longer keep the country safe. And again, should we reward these people with more power in November? I truly don't believe so. I don't think the Democratic Party has done a single thing to help one single American. I think these people only care about themselves. I think they only care about having power. And I don't think that they care who stands in their way. They'll destroy the lives of anybody to make sure that they keep their power. Again, these people are miserable. They have no happiness. They have no joy. The only time that they're ever happy is when they get to point a finger at you and say, listen, I've been elected. You aren't. I get to tell you what to do. I mean, it's pretty disgusting stuff if you look at it that way, folks. Like I said, you even have um, Jeff Bezos. So Joe Unity, and of course, it's not him. His handlers are out there putting out a tweet, quote, my message to the companies running gas stations. And think about this, right? Now he's going to blame. So remember, it was uh, Vladimir. Well, let's see. It was the pan slash pandemic. Then he was blaming Donald Trump. Then he blames Vladimir Putin and Russia. Now it's my message to the companies running gas stations. Setting prices at the pump is simple. This is an this is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price. Listen to him. It, it's scolding uh, oil companies, gas gas stations as well. Bring down the price you're charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product, and do it now. I mean, what? If Donald Trump said something like that, folks, he would automatically be be a, a, a dictator, a fascist. But Joe Unity Biden and his Twitter handlers can do that. I mean, oh, by the way, there's Joe's handlers there. What about Kamala Kamala Harris's staff? Well, I tell you what she did. Anyway, so Bezos responds to this and says, "Ouch, Biden inflation." Oh, he says inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. It's either straight-ahead misdirection or a deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. And I think I actually, I don't say this often, but I actually agree with Jeff Bezos there. You know, are they just incompetent? You know, do they, are they just lying to the American people? He's literally saying it's one of the two. Either they're lying or they have no idea what's really going on. Peter Ducey asking Corinne Jean-Pierre today, how did the president go from blaming high gas prices on Putin to big oil to small business owners. I would have continued the question. I say, isn't he starting to run out of people to blame? And Karine Jean-Pierre, well, everyone uh, along the production chain line needs to make sure that, that they're doing their part and bringing down the costs for, for the American people. I mean, I, I was pretty um, um, impressed by Karine Jean-Pierre. You even have to look down at her binder and just read off of that thing the whole entire time. So that was one part of Peter Ducey's questioning of Corinne Jean-Pierre. 
Then he asks, quote, why is there a voicemail of the president talking to his son about his overseas business deal? Remember, it was Peter Ducey who originally did ask, well, one of the first ones, I'm not sure if he was the first one. I know it's one of the most prominent clips that I've seen. He was the one that said, so you had nothing to do with your son's overseas business deal? No, I never had anything to do with it. Remember, Joe, you need to buy. And then he continued on the campaign trail, continued to tell um, all the American people, I never had anything to do with my son's business dealing. Then he actually got mad when other reporters questioned him about it. So Peter Deuce, who's, like I said, been on this story since like 2019. Quote, why is there a voicemail of the president talking to his son about overseas business dealings if the president has said he's never spoken to his son about his overseas business dealings? Well, Karine Jean-Pierre, the only answer she could conjure up. Well, first I'll say that what the president said stands. So if he says that that's what the president said, this is this is what stands. I mean, she has no, first of all, she's totally caught in a lie. I'm, I'm not going to give her the benefit of the doubt on this one. She knows full well. The American people know full well. Joe Unity Biden set his son Hunter Biden up, who's a crackhead, who got kicked out of the military because he's a crackhead, who was snorting Parmesan cheese because he thought it was crack. It's one of the biggest scumbags, if not the biggest American scumbags ever walked the earth. Well, I say that. I take it right back. I mean, there's a lot of scumbags out there. i tell you what, though. Probably top ten. He's definitely up there. So Deucey asked, though. He's leaving a voicemail. This is Joe Unity Biden now which you heard reported on this program. He left a voicemail about a New York Times article concerning Hunter Biden's business dealings and says, I think you're in the clear. Remember he was saying, oh, I've, I've seen the article. It's going to come out tomorrow. I think it's good. I think you're in the clear, actually. Ducey says, how is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business dealings? Jean-Pierre, well... Uh, uh, we're not from this podium. I'm not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop. I mean, you have the Washington Examiner, the New York Post, um, who have all, I think Fox News has even joined the bandwagon as well, all corroborating that it is indeed Hunter Biden's laptop. And yet, here we still have news outlets, so-called news outlets, right? I mean, even the Washington Compost was talking about it. You know, New York Slimes, I'm not sure that they're fully on board with it yet, but we all know that it's Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, how, how stupid can you be? Where does all these pictures of Hunter Biden, the evidence is, is overwhelming. Deucey says, well, are you disputing that this is the president's voice on the voicemail? And she says, well, I'm not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop, Peter. I refer you to his son's representative. So it wasn't just Peter Ducey, though who was getting on Karine Jean-Pierre about this. Real Clear Politics is uh, Philip Wegman, phenomenal name, spells it the right way as well, one out. We don't have time for two. Wegman gets up there and says, uh, you seem to dismiss Peter's question about his conversation with his son, Hunter. How is that silence consistent with the president's promise to always level with the American people? And I thought, oh my goodness, right then and there. Remember, we're going to have the most transparent administration that this country's ever seen. Oh, really? And you're also going to fire people who use disrespectful words and comments to talk about other people? Like, just take Peter Ducey as an example. Now, what was Joe Unity Biden saying about Peter Ducey under his breath? You stupid son of a... Whoa! Well, shouldn't Joe, if he was following what the standards that he set, 
Shouldn't he have just resigned right then and there? But I guess not. Guys, but what do you expect, you know? The guy's been an, a, a liar. A, he plagiarizes. You know, he just flat out, just so dishonest, it's pretty ridiculous. Of course he wasn't going to resign. Of course, he, I mean, none of this is true. Of course he was never going to level with the American public. And again, I can't comment on materials from the laptop. Now, I mean, there's so many pieces that have fallen out of this laptop. It was broken, actually, figuratively and literally. But here's another one that comes out in the New York Post. Hunter Biden's laptop had contacts for Google executives and U.S. officials for China policy. I mean, listen to this. Hunter, by the way, what is the son of the vice president who has nothing to do, nothing to do at all with governmental affairs? Why does he have all this information? Hunter Biden's hard drive contained a lineup of contacts from top U.S. officials tasked with overseeing the U.S.-China relationship and at least 10 senior Google executives. And it's pretty wild stuff. Many of the top-level government officials would have been in positions to help Hunter Biden's business aspirations in China during his father's term as vice president from 2008 to 2016. Throughout that period, infamously looked to capitalize from his family name and connections, often while his father conducted sensitive state business. Well, I mean, that's that's what he did. That's exactly what Hunter Biden did. You know, he's got all this money, and he didn't deserve a single thing. And what was he doing? Spending it on crack and drugs? Prostitutes as well? I mean, how ugly, you know, I'm not even going to get into the prostitute sort of route there. As for the Google Brain Trust, one former executive there told the New York Post that Hunter Biden sought to uh, sought the tech giant's cash for Chinese ventures and that several of the company's bigwigs wound up working for the Obama-Biden administration during his father's vice presidency. And yet, for some reason, we still don't have a conflict of interest here. We still don't think, hello, Merrick Garland and the DOJ, that somebody should probably look into all of this. Tell you right now, I don't think that it's sitting well with the American people on top of the disastrous administration that Joe Unity Biden is running. Biden's approval rating, this was a Monmouth poll. Listen to this, came out earlier today. uh, And this was, where was this? In Newsweek, they write this. It's been a year since the majority of Americans approved of President Joe Unity Biden. A year since the majority of Americans said, yeah, you know what, this is going to work out. Poll released today from Monmouth University. Joe Unity Biden's approval rating dropped to a new low. 58% of Americans say, yeah, Joe, you're probably not doing a good job. Things are not going well in this country. Top of that, 88, 88% of Americans say the U.S. is on the wrong track. Yeah, what's so there's Joe Unity Biden for you. Kamala Harris is out there laughing. She was doing an interview with uh, Kiki Palmer. I think she used to have a show on Nickelodeon. I'm not sure about that. Who even knows what she does anymore? And honestly, who cares what she does anyway? And she says, I've been I've been looking at memes and I've been saying people out there they want to say how do you make your own gas? Kamala Harris says, uh, <laughs> don't do that, and just starts laughing about the gas prices being so high record 
levels under this administration. Kamala Harris thinks it's funny. By the way, this took place in New Orleans, in New, in Louisiana, right? Which I have no idea how anyone on the vice president's staff at all, I mean, there goes Louisiana for the Democrats, as far as I'm concerned, in 2024. Spelling Louisiana, L-O-U-S-I-A-N-I. Forget about the other I, folks. Who cares about it? It's a flyover state anyway. It's full of hicks. We don't care about that. Come on. A, a, a senator from California made her way up politically because she was in tight, literally and figuratively, with Willie Brown. Oh, they don't care about that. By the way, the optics on that, how, it's just so embarrassing for the country. You know? And yet, yeah, you got the L.A. to Jean Guerrero. I, I, I stopped by CVS to buy cheap U.S. flag gear. A headband with two small flags glued to it, LED flag-themed glass, and a hat in red, white, and blue. And I wanted to see if I could rediscover my former enthusiasm for the flag, she says. I mean, it's just it's nonsense. It gets even worse. How can we celebrate Independence Day with its flags and belligerent displays of patriotism when so many in our communities feel terrorized by such rituals? The hopeful sense in November of 2020 that we'd reclaim the flag has died as the GOP deals blow after blow to hard-won equal rights, including women's right to bodily autonomy. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, who could possibly read any of this nonsense, folks? And you know, I actually did, Um, there's a study, I remember talking about it once or twice before on the program, so if you've heard it before, I do beg your pardon. But back in, and this was in 2011, headline here, U.S. flag only boosts the GOP. And it was basically a survey. It was done, um, three authors from University of Chicago, Cornell Hebrew University, saying, quote, just basically what the study was about was just a brief exposure to an image of the American flag shifts voters, even Democrats, to Republican beliefs attitudes and voting behavior even though most don't believe it will impact their politics they're writing quote we found that a single exposure to a small american flag during deliberation about voting intentions prior to a general election led to significant and robust changes in participants voting intentions voting behavior political attitudes all in the politically conservative direction i think that makes sense you know, you have Pima County Democrats, right, who are saying, F the fourth. Well, I tell you, folks, when Democrats, when they tell you that they hate the country, you make sure to believe them because they really, truly do. I always thought that was pretty interesting, that Americans seeing the American flag had to, uh, tends to have them be more conservative, you know, in, in their beliefs, I guess, in their, in their voting. And they and they don't really believe. Imagine some liberal. Well, I see the American flag. I don't want nothing to do with with America. I hate this country. I mean, it it, it it's pretty shocking to discuss. You know, especially because I, I imagine a lot of people celebrated the Fourth, as I know that I did. It should have been. You see the American flags. You see people having fun, enjoying life. I mean, that is literally what conservatism is all about. Live your life, individual liberty personal responsibility, love of the country, 
I don't know why that's so hard to ask, but, you know, I'm a conservative, folks. I don't have the answer for you there. You have to go and ask one of these bleeding-heart liberals, but they're all miserable and upset anyway. That's how they live their lives. Anyway, folks, today is the 841st day of slowing the spread, believe that or not. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has 929 days left for all of us to endure, folks. Thank you, as always, for listening to the program, folks. It is never a bad day to be an American.